This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Picture at Los Angeles 2024. Oh, welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever ever gonna need to listen to i am h allen scott slash sadie pines i'm carrie doherty thank you for that roller coaster of your intro and following up with b arthur's wildest talk show moments rue mcclanahan's most revealing talk show moments and estelle getty's sweetest talk show moments we're wrapping up our compilations with betty white's Funniest talk show moments. I have to say, I hate I hate to say saving the best for last because I don't like having a best of the four girls. However, I think we could, it's arguably Betty White was the best talk show host. She was the best sort of personality in the mix in terms of, she was just a natural on talk shows. I agree. She was, Betty White was a born comedian. Truly. She is... So funny, so quick-witted, even at like 92, yeah. just with the zingers. Oh, yeah. I Which really is probably did what enjoy... Be- Go ahead. What did you enjoy? Oh, I just I really did enjoy kind of going down a rabbit hole. And, and there weren't as many uh, talk show moments of Betty White on YouTube as I anticipated, given the length of her career. Mm-hmm. Uh, they probably don't but- have a lot from the 60s. And also talk shows like... There weren't that many talk shows in the 50s, with the exception of maybe the Today Show and the Tonight Show. Like, there wasn't, really, it was the 60s where they all sort of started. But I agree. I mean, going into watching these Betty talk show moments, I will, I mean, I love, there's so many things I love about all of them. I loved B. Arthur's like filthy mouth and her ability to like really play along with a bit. I love, I could watch Rue McClanahan talk and tell stories all day. Same. Same. I, I mean, I, I could love, watch all of them do this all day. Yeah, like yeah. Estelle Getty and Rosie. Like yeah. Estelle was so funny. The sweetness of her relationship with Rosie. Yep. And now with Betty, I, Betty and Joan. Oh the my god. Two of them together. Oh my god, just perfect. I wish they'd had a show. Well, I mean, in a weird way, it kind of. What does it remind me of? It there's. It's sort of. In watching them and watching the clips that we're going to play today, it sort of reminded me of that that relationship between Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Now, Joan Rivers and Betty White don't don't necessarily have like a public relationship friendship that we know about. They weren't they aren't they didn't start on the thing together. You know what I mean? However, if you think about it in their careers, they both kind of were 
sort of right at the beginning. I mean, Joan was sort of the only, with maybe Phyllis Diller as the exception, the only female comic out there on the late night shows or on the shows, like doing the thing. And Betty White was the only game show host, talk show host. She had her own show, like she, radio person. Like she was the only one of her thing that was doing all of the things. And so they probably, if I don't know how long they knew each other, but I have a feeling they probably knew each other a long time based on the back and forth that they have. And it reminds me a little of Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, particularly at the at the Golden Globes, the sort of riffing on each other that they would do, the making fun of each other, the sort of dragging each other. I mean, it was just so enjoyable to watch. It was it was so much fun to watch. I feel like the jib jabbing between the two of them. It's 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 not even like watching Dorothy and Trudy play tennis. No. It's like watching chess. They're yeah. always two steps ahead. They're anticipating what the other might say. So they mm -hmm. do this really great tit for tat and they make each other laugh. It's like a sport. It's, yeah. it, it, you know, it's, it's so fun before we do jump into those moments. I also want to catch up with you. You and I haven't talked today, but I do want to say in one of today's clips, Betty talks about going on WWE raw, which is <laughs> The wildest thing for Betty White I, to be doing at 92 years old. I love. So when we, we so we're doing that on the uh, Rusty Anchor Happy Hour. Yes, that's why yes. I wanted to mention it because yes. that's the, that, that is what we will be break. She just talks about it, but yeah. we're actually breaking down yes. Betty White on WWE well, and, and coming so, up with the most WWE sounding wrestling names for the women, which I'm very excited to do. I have to tell you, so like a little glimpse into our lives, our, Carrie, not Carrie and I's friendship, but also just my life. I, during the week, my brain space is sort of all over the place and I'm sort of, I'm, 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 I have to pivot in a lot of different roles that I have. And so I often can't sit down and think critically about things that we can talk about with on the Rusty Anchor Happy Hour. So I threw out an idea over the weekend when I had more brain space to sort of sit down and really think about things. And um, and it, I thought it was a great idea. And then... Oh, we're going to do that one. Yeah, we're going to do it still. Sure. We're still going to yeah. do it. Don't worry. But then when Carrie came back at me with this WWE Raw Betty White situation, it brought me back to my childhood of loving wrestling. I was a WWF kid as a kid me too I mean, yes oh, this yeah. is gonna be so loving fun. I no idea. Oh. loving <gasps> i mean loving and so i immediately was like well fuck my drag yes let's do that like i, I was so ready i mean it makes sense it's the, it's so draggy <laughs> it's so draggy it's so draggy it's so oh, draggy oh i yeah. cannot wait to talk about yeah. that with you i, I have, have no i thought long... i was gonna have to school you on it like no I had to I had no, to teach you who like no. Patrick Mahomes was no, and all those I, people. Trust okay. me. I mean, I, I'm not maybe good with names because I remember the ones I loved, but like I loved WWF wrestling. Yes, WWF. Du yes, WWE came later because w they got sued by the World Wildlife World, Federation. Wildlife Federation. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm in the WWF age group same, of, of wrestling. And so the fact that Betty White was a part of that in some small, tiny way, oh, I immediately was like, yes, let's talk about that. I could let's do two-parter episode. I'm ready. Let's go. Oh gosh. Yeah. Well, for those who want to listen to us talk about Betty White on the WWE 
and talk about our own history with professional wrestling and hear the names that we came up with for the women. Were mm. they to be WWE wrestlers? Mm-hmm. You can uh, join the GGVIP club. It's at patreon.com slash golden girls podcast. It's free to create an account but you get most of the bonus content at the $5 and $8 a month tiers, which just trying to do the math, I think that's like, it's like as little as 60 cents per day. Oh, are we and doing like two a... of us? So that's like 30 cents a day. Did you ever see, this is a rant, but did you ever see on SNL, there was a sketch where they did that commercial. I forget who it was, but there was the guy who was like, did you know that for just 67 cents a day you could feed a child in need and then it has um uh one of the sketch artists behind him going ask for more and then like another person from the village walks up and be like ask for more like (laughs) i don't remember that one it's so funny it's so funny you have to watch it is it an old episode no i mean it's older in that it's not like the new cast um and it's like it's probably it's maybe eight years old now i guess yeah something like that okay yeah, okay. but it's not like crazy old. Um, but yeah, it's it, that's why I always think about that when I think of those things. Also, I never understand the, the how those things work, but we don't need to get into the economics of that. But <laughs> those. Sure. This is a podcast where. OK, so. Wait, I do want to say I... something about yes. the talk show stuff before we go oh, move yes, on, please. move on to our lives. Um, I one of the things that I love about all of Betty White's talk show appearances, and this is just sort of collectively her, her on talk shows, is that. She has a real improviser's mentality in that, and her and Joan definitely personify that, but she does that with everyone she sits down on every, I mean, James Corden, like all of the late night shows she ever did, she was just pitch perfect in her responses and what she was doing. And it comes from, at any age of Betty White, we're talking 93 to, you know, when she was in her prime, where she's actively listening. She's actively listening to what is being said, and she has this sharp-witted brain that she knows and she knows her brand too. She knows that she's effectively probably Sue Ann Nivens. And so she leans into sort of the the slutty, uh, raunchy, sort of broad lady that she knows then, well, that's going to be her go-to. That's going to be what she does. And so it's such a fun, and again, like I said before, it's like both Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, it's such a fun thing to watch because when someone's that good at comedy and they have that kind of brain, I just want to study it. I just want to watch the videos and study them talking. Yeah, she w- you can the thing I liked about all of these clips was Betty was all of these hosts who are all funny in their own right. Oh yeah. They were genuinely cracking up at her. Mm-hmm. She's so funny. And that's what yeah. I really enjoyed about it. Yeah. Betty White made people laugh. She made people mm-hmm. laugh. The other women on the show on the Golden Girls, they all had theater backgrounds. Betty yeah. was Betty was a born comedian. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's what I love Truly. about her. Truly. I'm excited to dive in. I'm yeah. going to caveat before we go to a break. I'm just going to caveat by saying caveat you, with you, caviar. I don't know why I'm going to caveat with caviar. Do you ever <laughs> <laughs> you just, do you ever just have like a night where you just can't fall asleep? I usually fall asleep later than stand, but like mm. every like maybe once or twice a month. I just will not be able to fall asleep. And it's frustrating. And I'm up to like two o'clock in the morning because my body, my brain, it just won't shut down. That's when I'm going to sleep. But yeah. Well, I have. So, but I also have little Oreo That's in true. my ear in the That's monitor true. going, Mommy, where are you? Mommy, Mommy. <laughs> at six. 
And but I went to sleep downstairs because Stan, I I was like, I can't sleep. I just need to like be in my own space. You know, I do that too. I do that too. When I can't sleep, I'll I'll just come out on the the couch couch or something. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm on four hours of sleep Mm. and I had a very social day because Mm. today I I got a lovely phone call from a former guest on this (gasps) podcast, Dave Quinn. Oh, love Dave. We have to get his book. He wrote a fantastic book. On yes. the Real Housewives, and if you not are not all diamonds in rosé, number are, one New York Times bestseller. If you are a Real Housewives fan, I I implore you to go to your local bookseller, skip Amazon, skip Barnes and Noble, go to a local bookstore, and then ask them for this book because it will become your bible. Yeah, it for Real Housewives, and this is someone who I've never seen a day of Real Housewives. But I love Dave. Dave is so talented. Dave and I used to write. We met writing for a blog about our Brooklyn neighborhood called Fucked in Park Slope. That's how we oh, met well. a gajillion years ago. Um, and he surprised me and called me. And was like, I'm in L.A. And so we hung out oh, and had that's the greatest lovely. time. And I'm so tired that mm-hmm. now we do this on the Rusty Anchor Happy Hour, but I didn't want to scare you with this mug. But I have a oh. mug that represents sort of the exhaustion and how I'm feeling. Yeah. So for those on the Patreon that can see it, I just wanted you to see my mug. <gasps> oh, wait, what is on it? I can't see that. So describe it is, for the listeners. Describe it for the listeners. It is a grotesque mug. Yeah, it is. There's this artist. If you go on Instagram, I believe it's called Old Jars, either O-L-E-J-A-R-S or just O-L-J-A-R-S. Yeah. This artist makes these are like it's like a face. It's sunken eyes. And look, this is a mouth like I can put my fingers in the mouth. These are all teeth. Oh, wow. And he also makes he makes like Beetlejuice themed ones. Anyway, we have a friend who I think knows the guy um, and gave us these. I have another one. I have a blue one, too, and gave us these grotesque, disgusting mugs. Wow. And I rarely drink from them because they're so disturbing. It's like, you know, the scary stories book, yes. you know, scary yeah. stories, more oh, scary love, stories. It's all in the I dark. Loved I love them. Yeah. You know how those illustrations give you nightmares? That's yeah. what this wow. mug will do for you. Wow. So for those for those watching on the Patreon, you can see my mug and it has um, tequila in it. Oh, you're doing tequila tonight. I just have a little bit of tea that I'm drinking, but you're doing the tequila because you need it. You've, you I needed need a pep, day. so I, I yeah. squeezed some fresh grapefruit juice. Oh, nice. A little grapefruit bubbly. Well, that's lovely. And some tequila. So. That's lovely. Carrie's oh. getting saucy tonight. Well, you know what? I think we should take a break and get right back into it. I'm ready for some Betty. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, 
Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. And we are back with Betty White's funniest talk show moments. Right off the bat, I will say, compared to our other three women, Betty, I could not find any clips of Betty on Rosie, Betty on mm. Graham Norton, mm. Betty on Dame Edna. Mm. But what I did find was Betty and Joan. And do you need anything else after Betty and Joan? I don't think so. I just do want to say, Betty, so this was in 1983, pre-Golden yes. Girls. Betty is there to promote Just Men, which was a short-lived game show that she hosted in 1983. She won an Emmy Award for this. And just oh, just listen to this tip for tap between the two of them. It's delightful. I can't get enough of it. Oh, sure. Just another simple dress, Betty. Oh, well, I would like to say you look lovely, but But unfortunately... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can't see probably that far. (laughs) (laughs) I see well enough to see that you stopped by the Arco station. (laughs) It's not often they let you in there without a car. (laughs) You were there in the restroom, but I didn't bother. (laughs) Oh, oh, but I finished my writing on the walls, and I just... (laughs) Oh, this is just silly. I love it. I love it, it so much. You know what's so great uh, about it is it's them that laughing. it's just them laughing. But these are two. What's so great about it is when you have two friends that are clearly that close. Clearly, they know each other and they're very close that they never have to worry about offending the other person. So you can just go. You can you have the freedom to just play. And that's what they're doing. They're full on playing. But yet for most people, it's like you play at brunch. You play out like at a barbecue. You play like in a casual setting. They're doing it on national television in front of millions of people. So good. I also feel like what's fun about it, it, neither one of them is nervous, right? Mm -hmm. They've both been in this business. It's not like Betty's a new actor there to promote a project and she's really nervous and I hope the publicist is happy with what I do. There's none of that. None of that. It's just like, I'm I'm coming on. Yeah, sure. They wanted me to promote this show, but I just want to have fun. So... We have another clip from this same interview with Joan. And I feel like back in the 80s when celebrities would go on talk shows, I feel like they were far more likely to just like talk about shit in their everyday lives that's yep. bugging them. Yep. Like, remember, Rue went on a talk show and bitched about how long her contractor was taking mm-hmm. to do work. And Betty's just complaining. She's like, oh, my power went out. You know, it's like a star is just like us kind of thing. I mean, and I, they, they I really treat it, enjoyed it. They treat it like we do. Well, like I do, I should say, this podcast, you know, where just anything and everything just comes out of my mouth real quick. It just, I can't, I can't control, I can't stay on script. So Betty is where you get it from, really. Betty and Rue. Betty. And I'll take it. All right. Let's play, let's play this, uh, this moment. I have been without power, you should excuse it, at the house since Tuesday morning at 8 o'clock. Because of the, the rainstorm. Because of the, well, I guess that, unless somebody pulled my plug, but it, <laughs> it is just, it's been freezing, and you, you don't realize the number of things you do electrically. It's just <laughs> 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 so lonely. <laughs> I know my Christmas gift to you will never be a lot of D-cell batteries. <laughs> Okay, we had the last, not this year's rainstorm, but well, a couple, a while ago when we had a bad rainstorm in Los Angeles, Michael and I had exactly that, where we didn't have power for like at least two days, maybe three. I really? 
Yeah, we didn't have power for two days. Wait, and not this past rainstorm, but the one before that? Yeah, the bad one that happened a while ago before that, like a couple yeah. months ago or something. And it sucked so much because we were stuck. We couldn't leave our building because the because the garage door was on electricity and they hadn't come and opened it yet. We could, I mean, there were just so many things that we couldn't do that, yeah, I mean, sure, a couple days, no big deal, but like, what if we like didn't have like certain amenities or whatever? Like you'd be in real trouble. You'd be cold. You'd be, you know what I mean? Like it'd be bad. I always worry about families like that. It makes you think of the people like in Texas that one year when they had that horrible snowstorm and like people died because they yeah. lost electricity and stuff. So it can be very serious. I mean, we weren't near that, but still very serious. D did you find yourself um, reading by candlelight, reading a nice book by candlelight and at yeah. least like thinking about, oh, this is nice. I'm not you know, going to be doom scrolling on my phone or something because I need to preserve power. Well, I still doom scrolled on my phone because I had my phone um, and I would like I had a backup. <laughs> I mean, it really wasn't that bad, I guess. <laughs> no, it was more it was more like I mean, I still I read all the time. Like, I'm a big reader. You know that I have my Kindle on my yeah. phone and I just sit there and I just read, read, read. I'm currently reading three books. Uh, but <laughs> it's for each mood. You know what I mean? I have two fiction books and one nonfiction. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did. It, I mean, no, it wasn't peaceful ever because I was cold and I the bathroom was weird. And like, it's just weird. It's just weird to not be able to like go to the bathroom. Like going to the bathroom in the dark is strange. How did the cave people do it? You know what's not strange is Betty White talking, making a vibrator joke on with Joan Rivers. I know. It I reminded know. me of the Golden Girls joke and like the when they all have the flu and Blanche is like, uh, what does she say? Like, uh, what are the plug, you know, thing you've got underneath that blanket? Because mm -hmm. Dorothy's got the heated blanket and she makes a winky vibrator joke. That was another winky vibrator joke. I actually ended up going down a um, <laughs> a rabbit <laughs> hole, uh, ladies, 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 uh, uh, about what vibrators were like in the 80s. I was like, were they all plug in? Because I wanted to see how accurate that was. Well, n those plug in ones go way further back. But, really? Really? But How far back? I do want to say, I don't know. I forget. I didn't pull it. Maybe like the 40s, 50s, <gasps> 60s or something. 50s, that shocks 60s. me. But there was something in the 80s of uh, a sexual pleasuring tool mm -hmm. called the twist that looks kind of like um, a piece of electrical equipment. I'm looking at a photo of it. It was called The Twist, and it was one of those winky-winky. It's like, oh, it's a stress-relieving body massager. Wow. And uh, it's wild. I've never seen anything like this. But I guess in the commercial, they would show, like, a taxi driver is wrapping around his neck. Oh, a chef in a kitchen. Oh, my back. Presses it against the back. But then there's a woman wow. who, like, she's wearing a leotard, and she suggestively puts it close to her crotch area mm -hmm. to be like, ladies. But we're oh. not. We're just saying it's a stress reliever. But this thing looks wild. It looks like a snake with, like, what's the name of the jack that you plug into, um, like, the Ethernet? It looks like an Ethernet cable. Oh, wow. Interesting. Whenever I think of, like, sex toys like that, I always think of that episode of Sex in the City where Miranda's mom dies and Samantha lost her orgasm. And uh, Charlotte, who's doing all the planning on their side for, for Miranda's, like, them going to the funeral and stuff, 
um, has to call Samantha for something. And then Samantha picks up the phone while she's like, has this vibrator in her hand. And like she, she tosses this massive vibrator over her shoulder. And she says, I told you, do not call me today. I will be masturbating all day. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it's so funny. I oh. don't remember that moment. I binged that show for the very first time when I was pregnant. So a lot of it's For the blur. very first time. Yeah, I had never watched it. And I was like, sure. But you know what's funny is I saw the second movie without seeing the first or the show in theaters with my mom and sister. My and like, sure. favorite moment from Sex and the City 2 is, Li well, it's the Liza Minnelli moment in general. But Liza Min and I also love when, um, when Miranda goes, <laughs> my very own AC. When they get to wherever they're going, but Liza Minnelli doing the thing, and she's she's singing single ladies, single ladies, and then she goes. There's this moment at the end of the song where she goes, oh, and like pauses, and everyone in the crowd's like, "Is she gonna faint? Is what's gonna happen?" She goes, "Oh, oh, oh, good luck." <laughs> and it's like, and now it has become how Michael and I say good luck to each other, where we say oh, it like Liza great. Minnelli. We're not saying good luck that often to each other. I mean, why would we do that? But when we do. That is our good luck. I love that. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Yeah. You guys have the weirdest references, the most obscure <laughs> references. Do. I love it. All right. So Betty returned on Joan. I don't know what year this was, but Betty yeah. and Joan reunited. I have no idea what Betty's even promoting. It, it, it may just be an excuse to hang out. Mm -hmm. Be Betty was on the cover of a magazine called Kennel Review. It's her and a dog. <laughs> The whole open Joan is just roasting her on like the cover and like, uh -huh. oh, who's the dog? Who's Betty? Betty's also wearing this like fabulous purple silk long sleeve blouse yeah. and pants. We will great. link to all of these clips in the show notes. But I do. I just want to play a little bit more of them from this. Again, it just feels like two friends hanging out because it is mm -hmm. really fun. Now, you can see yourself seriously because you're on a cover. Not a major publication, but nonetheless... Not a major publication. Uh, for your dogs, I tell you, that's a very major publication. <laughs> for your career, though, that's a good start. Now... <laughs> it's funny, because people wanted me topless, but I said no. And oh, weren't you? I said, it's so hard to tell. should be funny on a date if you ever have one. <laughs> Listen, I don't find a G-spot hard to find at all. It's a cinch. I mean, any guy that touches me, I say, oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> what What's a good funny? joke. It's such a good joke. The way she says, oh, gee, sounds just like my grandma, but my grandma would never have said the words G-spot or talked about a guy touching her. But like, the, she's so funny. They're both so funny. Yeah. I'm yeah. obsessed with them together. It's just, it's, I mean, it reminds me of, well, like I said, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, but also reminds me of like drag queens talking to each other. Just like, just the the level of just, because when you're in that situation, like, just like with drag too, when you're in the, in that full geese, you're in the full thing and you're, you're, you know, you look, I mean, you look gorgeous, of course, but you're also like, let's be real. Like, it's different. You stand out. You're you're in a weird situation. So when you're with another person who is also like that, and you can just start making fun of each other, or you can start, you know, making fun of the heels and the hair and the whatever, and it just becomes like a fun. It's just fun to do. I mean, when you can really just yeah. take someone down, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so it's so fun. Yeah. 
So this next clip is from 2009. This is Betty White on Lopez Tonight with George Lopez. Lopez Tonight. Was that the sting for the no. show? I don't know. Okay. No, I made it that though. <laughs> <laughs> so here, is, uh, Betty was being honored with the SAG Lifetime Achievement Award, which is the Screen Actors Guild. She makes a really funny joke at one point during the interview about not liking that they call the Screen Actors Guild SAG because she's like, you know, at my age, and then she sort of like mimics, like mimes, like her sagging boobs. Mm-hmm. It's very, very funny. Uh, But I wanted to play a clip uh, at the very beginning because like right out the gate, Betty is cracking a joke that, again, for someone her age, this is 2009, hearing these words come out of her mouth is still a little bit shocking. Yeah, totally. You are more popular and more successful and you're working harder now than I think I've ever seen you work. You you work you work hard. You're in every movie. Well, I'm such a I'm such a whore. I can't say no. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. I loved it so much. After looking at the number of credits she has on her IMDb page, Mm -hmm. I was like, I bet there was a point where she's like, I'm just not going to say no. I just want I love to work. I'm just going to say yes to everything. And, you know, that was the biggest difference between, I think, her and B. Arthur. And I think that's one of the reasons why B. Arthur and her, you know, that famous like not getting along thing is that. You know, B was famously reserved and she was she didn't she didn't say yes to everything. And she probably said no to most things. And and I think she thought I think she just came because Betty came from like a personality school of television where like you're showy. You're always on. You always have the comeback. You're always thing. And B was more of an actor. She was a real actor's actor. And so she didn't feel the need to be on in any situation because she's just there to act. And so I think. That's why Betty is so great at talk shows is that she has that mentality of you're on, you go, let's go, camera's on, I'm ready. And B just wasn't that. And that probably, I think, was the root of some of their friction. Oh, I, I for sure. I think yeah. so. Because remember, like what Marsha Posner Williams told us, which you can listen to at the GGVIP club, mm-hmm. head over to patreon.com slash golden girls podcast. Shameless plug, shameless plug. But what Marsha had said in our interview was that, you know, when when they were playing the characters, when Dorothy was Dorothy, when Rose was Rose, you know, when the cameras cut, you're sort of you want to maintain that illusion for the audience. And she said Betty liked to stand up and like do bits with the audience. And and B didn't like that because B's mm-hmm. like you're 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 ruining the illusion that you are Rose Island. Yeah. And I think that was important for well, me. And you see that in the, you know, there was like a, there's an interview, some local television interview that they did where it's it's uh, B. Arthur and Betty White. I think the other girls are there too. And they're sitting on the couch, but B and Betty are next to each other. And Betty was doing that line she often did at the for, in the first season when they were promoting it, where she would be like, you know, it's just these, like these broads, I mean, ladies, like she, and it's like canned these bits. These four broad girls. Yeah, yeah these mm-hmm. canned bits that she would do. And you see B. Arthur's face just sort of be like, oh, brother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it, you can tell the difference there. You can tell that the, the disconnect and how they communicate with the world and how they conduct themselves. That neither is b- bad. Like there's right. neither that's good or bad. Just it's just, they're just different. That's just different. Before we go to a break, I just want to play one more clip, which is mm-hmm. the last one from uh, Lopez Tonight, 
which it's really, really sweet. They're they're talking about how because Betty and Sandra Bullock had just done the proposal together, Sandra Bullock is presenting the SAG Award. This was when Sandra Bullock was married to Jesse James. And so at the beginning of this clip, it's Betty talking about Jesse James. Mm-hmm. But I must admit, he's a nice guy, really nice what, what guy. What turns you on? Uh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford yeah. turns you on? Yeah, that's my answer to every, whenever they say, what haven't you done in the business, in 61 years in this business, what haven't you done that you've always wanted to do? And my answer is always Robert Redford. <laughs> She's saucy one. She got the feeling in her pants. She ready to go. Watch out, ladies. She's at a wedding. She's going to sleep with you. All right, everybody, cool yourselves down. We're going to take a break and come right back with more of Betty White's Funniest Talk Show Moments. And we are back. And I'm realizing as we're listening to all these, I was like, oh, I wonder if this these are definitely her funniest talk show moments. But also, I feel like a lot of her dirtiest talk show moments. Oh, my God. She is filthy. And I love it. She's so filthy. We're going to jump ahead to 2014 when Betty was on Conan. She was promoting Hot in Cleveland. She had just turned 92. So sharp at that age. This was around the time that Stan, for my birthday, took me to see Betty live at this, like, random theater an hour outside of L.A. Valerie Bertinelli was there to moderate. Oh, yes, I remember this. Betty, it's the only time I cried when she, I had the crappy, like, we're sitting in the back. There's, like, a tall person in front of me. I was, like, Mm. like, uh, trying to see her. But as soon as I saw her take the stage, I just immediately wept. And I know I was not the only one. But she was so sharp and funny. And just like when Estelle went on Rosie, Mm -hmm. the audience reaction to these women was so huge. Mm -hmm. It's so, so huge. Um, What do you think? I I personally love Conan. I think he's so funny and nice. And Conan said something that I think is so simple but so important in the entertainment industry. I know exactly what you're going to say. Yep. He said... Um, the biggest piece of advice I have, if you're ever lucky enough to work in this industry, is just be nice. Yep. Just be I, nice. That has stayed with me. That was during his last episode, I think, of The Tonight Show. I think that's what that was from. And uh, I think from his monologue. And it has I stayed with I saw taping that week. Oh, wow. And it yeah, has Bob stayed. Bob Saget was on. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and really R.I.P. He was such a great guy. I met him a few times just randomly at comedy clubs. And... Talk about a dude who is similar to Betty, probably. I never met Betty in person, but like that just sort of just like a just a, a, a real nice person who just cared about people and would communicate. And he especially cared about comics. And ugh, what a nice guy. But um, with Conan, yeah, that really stayed with me because you don't hear a lot of times, a lot of times in this business, um, people can be real vain, which is like, you know, it shouldn't be a shocker in Hollywood. But there is, and I talk about this a lot with like our friends whenever like, you know, we, someone doesn't get something or something bad happens or whatever. It's sort of like there's this sort of collective creative community that you're a part of a larger community, of course, but you have your core community, the people that you lean on for, you know, tough times or advice or suggestions or whatever. And if you really stick to that core, you really stick to that core. 
I firmly believe it will always pay out in the end because, you know, one leads to another one, you know, there's a, it's a domino effect. Someone's up, someone's down. And it's just sort of like how life works. But if you're in that core together, God, that just makes life a lot better. It's very good. It's very much a golden girls mentality of just sort of like, there's an outside world that we all want to sleep with and be a part of and have lots of fun with, but stick to the core. If you stick to the core, you'll be good forever. For some reason, I was just picturing you stuck in an amusement park to a giant Ooh. apple core. Like you're Ooh. stuck to like it's an apple core and it's that ride where I'm like the tied up to spins it spins and yeah. the floor drops and you stick oh, to the core. I hate those kind of rides. This is what happens when I'm on four hours of sleep. Okay. Mm. Uh, Betty on Conan 2014. Yes. Let's play it. Okay. You know, uh, we have uh, a lot of people come out here. I never see that. That's crazy. God bless you. That's fantastic. Do you know how much it costs? To get <laughs> I mean, I'm not made of money, guy. That was really so nice. Oh, it's so it's great to lovely. see you. Don't think I don't appreciate it. Oh, no, no, no. You do light up a room. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for the invitation. Are you having fun? I am having fun. I liked it when you touched my hand right there. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll touch whatever you want. I, I thoroughly hope that when I'm Betty White's age, if I am lucky enough to live to that age, that I am just as filthy. Yeah, I feel you know? like you will be, especially if <laughs> yes. you're still performing as Sadie. Even if I'm not, even if I'm not, let's be real. I'm still going to be that. <laughs> I mean, I'll touch whatever you want, sweetheart. There is just, I mean, yeah, I will be. I I mean, I'll do it with anyone. Like even, like even straight dudes. I'm like, you know what? I'm in. We're in a we're in a woke world now. I can I can make a straight dude feel uncomfortable. Come on over here, baby. Let's let's have a chat. Hold my hand. You know, I'm gonna be 60 years old and I'm gonna have Stan holding my hand. (laughs) Stan will hold your hand. I know he will. Oh, I know he will. I know he will. It'll be more fun when we're 60. Yes, it'll be more fun when you're 60. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Helps the arthritis. I also feel what I love is that because, again, Betty gets such a big reaction. Yeah. Just like with Estelle, she's like, you're so sweet. Oh, I love you all. You know, she also was someone who I think really loved and appreciated her fans over the Mm -hmm. course of her career. And, And that's just sweet to see that even at this age, she still was just as appreciative as she was, you know, yeah. probably, you know, way back at the beginning of her career. Totally. Yeah. Just, I mean, and also the fact at the end that she just had to make it uncomfortable in the best of ways. And it's not uncomfortable because it's Betty White, but at the same time, it's, I don't know. It's just so wonderful. I love it. And it goes on because like you, I mean, you got to watch this whole clip because Andy Richter sitting on the other side of the couch. There's a great part where Betty talks about how she likes to look at people and her eyes linger too long. And then mm-hmm. she just stares at Conan and he stares back and then she yeah. goes to stand, stare at Andy. And he's like, don't look at him. Don't look at him. <laughs> and then, and he's like, see, it's sweet when you do it. But when I do it, I look like, you know, a serial killer. And then Conan just stares into the camera. It's just, it's very funny. Funny. They're very funny together. Yeah. And a little bit later in the interview, she mentions that she had recently appeared on WWE Raw because she can't say no. And she'd never seen the show, which I thought was really funny. But this is this is the clip that is setting up this week's Rusty Anchor Happy Hour. 
a girl needs friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you a wrestling fan? No, no. <laughs> but I, they asked me, and I just thought, well, why not? They couldn't have been sweeter. They really couldn't. But my, my, my girls on Hot in Cleveland said, you're doing what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was fun. You, you, that's the beauty of being this age. You, you kind of try everything. Most everything. And, <laughs> just <to> meet Andy. <laughs> and it's really fun. What you're saying is you have some limitations, some, some areas, yeah. We won't yes, I haven't found them yet, but I will. <laughs> She's so funny and witty She's and fast so, and smart. I love that. I mean, that. it's just so... And the fact that she could even get a visual gag in. Like, she can get a visual gag into a talk show mo. I just so good. It was so good. It was so good. So the final moment from this appearance is, so then Jason Momoa comes out. Jason Which, Momoa, Aquaman. If, if you're going to have, if you are going to have Miss Betty what, what, on your, what, on your program, then you need to make sure that a handsome, preferably larger, and it's Betty, so everyone's larger, but preferably larger man is sitting next to her. And she just let her go. Just let her go. Let her go. And she has a reaction to Jason Momoa. Let's play that reaction. You made the cover of Men's Health in the UK, which, uh, and it's a very, look at that. Build arms like this. Whoa. Fantastic <laughs> cover. <laughs> Are you okay, Betty? I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> Okay, can I can I share something? Uh, can yes, I share? Please. It, has, it, it has very little to do with Betty White, but I have to share it. So I have a again. This kind of goes back to holding Stan's hand when I'm sixty. Um, I have a very good friend. Uh, his name is Paul, and he's a good comedian, and he does like a lot of Italian stuff, which is really fun. I, he and Stan would get along. Um, anyway, uh, he has he's this straight dude, wonderful family. He posts his wonderful family pictures. But one of the things that I love about our friendship is that we just unabashedly flirt with each other because he has these biceps that are just like insane, insane. And from working so, out or from lifting children? From working out and lifting children too. And so I have a feeling that I am perhaps the Betty White to his Jason Momoa in this moment in that like, I will just, even just this morning, I was like, mm, flex for me, baby. Like, I'm just, you know, I just, it's just like, I have to because, but, and he's fully straight, happily married, lovely. And I'm, I'm, I, I hope his wife is not threatened, but. Will you this, send me, a, will you send me a picture of him? Of course. He's lovely. He, we should have him on the podcast. I don't know if you ever watched the Golden Girls, but he, we should have him on the podcast. Maybe an Italian episode, a big Italian episode. He would be great for that. Okay. Like the one where Dorothy's. Um, oh, it's where like there Sophia's friends come and Dorothy thinks that maybe the kids were switched at birth or maybe one with Uncle Angelo. Oh, maybe one or me or or maybe we could have the one with Michael in bed with Rose's daughter. How and, is that an Italian episode? Well, because Michael's Italian and my friend looks good with his shirt off and Michael looks good with his I shirt off. I think you and, just want to see, like, you just well, want to then, double up because, yeah, on, and then exactly, on the fantasies. Exactly. Yeah. And then Paul could take her, his shirt off and we could make it a whole thing. I hope you're listening, Paul. I'm going to send him this clip. <laughs> 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 All right. We saved the best for last. The best Betty White talk show moment clip I've ever seen. 
I have to now, say, I have to, yes. say, I have to say this before you. I I know that you think this is the last clip, but I <gasps> do. You have a surprise clip. clip for me. I have a surprise clip, and I, oh, I love it when you. Do I this. I in fact I love it when you do this. I in fact saved the best clip for last. Thank you. Okay, very much. well then this is the penultimate best yes. clip. Yes. So this is a clip we covered it on the Rusty Anchor Happy Hour a few weeks back when we broke down the girls' dirtiest jokes. So if you are a member, you're hearing it again. You're welcome. <laughs> Here is, it's Betty on James Corden. She's sharing some thoughts about William Shatner, but it starts with Betty's at a promote hot in Cleveland. The lovely Kyle McLaughlin. Lovely. You and I, I think, both have had lovely experiences with Kyle McLaughlin, which we talk about in the Rusty Anchor Happy Hour. Kyle is there to promote Portlandia. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how they wanted him to improvise a song, Fred Armisen. It was this whole thing. And he ended up like channeling William Shatner. So this is what starts the story that gives me what is so far my favorite Betty White talk show moment. But you're going to show me another one and surprise me. So maybe mm-hmm. it won't be my favorite after this. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it's a love song to Portland. Right. So you're like, and you know, he's like, OK, that's something I can grab onto. That's one little tiny hook. Something. something. So I just started off and I for some reason I felt William Shatner come over me. Right. <laughs> Which happened. Oh, I wish uh, I could say this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that Kyle and James immediately was just like, oh, we can't top that. We're done. We're they done. Double we can't. over. They double over. Doubled over. They they've they've died. They've deflated. They're like, well, the yeah. show's over. Nothing's going to top that. Can you but like, I mean, oh, it is it is Betty, so it Betty. is so like a rusty anchor line. It is so something that only Rue or or Blanche would say at the rusty anchor to someone after a few drinks. It is it is just everything about it is everything. like so wonderfully filthy, so wonderfully filthy. Everything. It, it like it, it leaves my jaw on the floor every time I hear it. I love that clip so much. So good. So good. Oh. Well, should I set up my surprise clip? Yeah, I'm I'm so curious now. Yeah, so um not long. I mean, maybe like 5 years before Betty passed away, she was on a talk show with um you know, someone someone surprised her and it was perhaps I mean, I don't think it was Betty's favorite moment, but it was um <laughs> perhaps ABC's favorite moment of a Betty White interview to ever happen. Let me just play it cuz I know Carrie I know knows what now. This is. Hi, H. Allen, how are you? Oh, oh, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Look at that, Betty. You, he, there's there you are right there. With the, oh. with the other one. With the all the girls. All the girls. Oh, oh. How does this make you feel, Betty? Oh, it makes me feel wonderful and and so glad that I'm not them. <laughs> <laughs> I will forever. So I had years ago, for I still do on my on most of my stuff, say that Oprah said my name, you know, because of the Oprah show that I did. Um, and now I also can always say Betty White made fun of me. Yeah, Betty White said, I'm glad I'm not them. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, I could change the them to you because that's really, she is referring to me. So, or to us, all of us, but I'm a part of that group. So, yes, Betty White said she's glad she's not me. And um, I think that's a high honor, don't you? 
I remember that. I that's so funny. I I totally I didn't even think to pull that moment. You know, I have to say, when you sent me the clips, I just assumed you probably would have it in there or something because it's like it was like a big moment for our podcast. And so when it wasn't in there, I wasn't I wasn't upset at all or anything. But I was like, oh, I hope she doesn't. I hope she doesn't have a plan to bring it up or anything because I really wanted you to. I I was the whole the whole friggin' time I was like waiting for you to say something. And it would just ruin this last bit, but you didn't, thank God. Oh, that's so and funny. So, nope. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. that was so fun. Oh, my gosh. So fun. So, so fun. fun. So fun. You got to show Betty your Golden Girls tattoo. Like, it was. It all so came fun. about so randomly, too. I think how... I don't even know necessarily how it came about. I think they maybe saw the thing I did on Fusion or something. Or maybe um, Emily, who I know had previously booked who's married to Kamel and uh, maybe she, maybe she had previous she previously booked Jimmy Kimmel I believe and I think she knew so like cuz I'm friends with her so like maybe maybe that was the connection I don't know how it all came about but it came about very quickly and it was like no you're not coming to the studio you literally were just doing this right today like today mm -hmm. and so it all just happened really quickly and uh, I even think some of the people that were in that video are regular listeners to this podcast so if you are listening to this right now please comment on this episode on Instagram or something so that we can shout out your tattoo and stuff and say hello again. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was such a nice surprise. I'm so I'm glad, glad that I got so to glad. Re relive so that moment again because that was very exciting. That was very early on in our podcast. Day. That was very early on, wasn't it? That was just like a couple of years into our podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Aww, oh, the places nice. we've gone. <laughs> oh, the tattoos we have shown. Oh, I've shown a lot, actually. <laughs> Should we take a break and come back with some golden takeaways? Yes, yes. Maybe we can get Paul to show a lot. Okay. That was a callback. <laughs> and we are back with our golden takeaway, which is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what's your golden takeaway? I realized as we were listening to these clips of Betty being so funny at like the age of 92, mm -hmm. it just reminded me that we were so lucky to have been blessed with her presence mm -hmm. for as long as we, we were, you know, in the entertainment industry, on our screens, in our ears. And it makes me now excited to start going way back into her early career on oh, her, yeah. on our Beyond Golden Girls episodes because I, I realize we haven't really covered much of her early career. No, we have so many. I mean, well, of all of the girls, really, we've never done. I don't believe we've ever done a Maud episode. I don't believe we've ever done a Mama's Family episode. I don't believe we've ever done a full Mary Tyler Moore moment. Like, there are so many great. We've done Christmas episodes. Of those shows? I think we did a Christmas episode of Mary, T Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But we haven't done a lot. And there's so much to pull from there that I there's, I mean, there's a great cooking one of her. Like, yeah, there are just so many great moments. I, I'm talking about even going like further back. Yeah. Like, like the 50s. Life with, Eli Life with Elizabeth, all those yeah. shows. I'm just really excited. I know it's, that's what makes me so happy about Betty's long, long decades, decades mm -hmm. long career is that it gives us so much great stuff to sort of fill up our mm -hmm. podcast and all of our Golden Girls fandom with. Yeah. I, I so I'm on kind of a, uh, like a DM relationship with Harvey Firestein, and I have often begged him 
begged him to come on the podcast to talk about Estelle in Torch Song Trilogy. Begged him. And he has yet to agree, but we still, I still do it. I still regularly. Okay. We got to get Harvey on. We got to get Rosie on. Rosie too. Everybody oh start God. tagging Rosie. We oh my get God. Rosie. Yeah. Get Rosie on. Um, yeah. So is that my golden takeaway, my golden takeaway, I'm kind of torn. So first off, you know, after bringing up Paul, I was like, oh, well, maybe I should just like, you know, my golden takeaway is that I should, I should openly flirt with more straight men in a, in a respectful consenting way. Um, and, and just sort of level the playing field a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, cause I'm sure, I'm sure they flirted with many of girls who <laughs> were surprised by the flirt. So I think they need to have a bit of a feeling of what it's like to be flirted with as well. And I'm ready. I'm willing. Maybe that's my community service. Maybe that's my role, my goal in life. Um, but I don't think that's my <laughs> ultimate golden takeaway. I think my, my main golden takeaway is similar to yours in that we were blessed with Betty on talk shows well into her nineties that. What I need to do is I need to continue to drink my eight glasses of water a day. I need to take my vitamins. I need to go on those walks and just maintain the health so that I can live to 90 and still be on a podcast openly flirting with straight men. Well, you do know that Betty famously like ate hot dogs and drank soda and it had ice cream and stuff. That was you her know, diet. I have to admit, I don't believe that. I do. I don't. Did believe... you ever see her down a Pink's hot dog? Oh well, yes, I, I've seen her do it, and I can do that. But oh, I don't and vodka. I yeah, I, I think she liked her drink for sure. But I don't think her diet was as bad as she made out to be. But I also don't think she slept with any of the men. She's so you know, like she was always just sort of a performer yeah. on. So I have a feeling at home. Okay, that's fair. She was eating a lot of like you know the salads and stuff, but then in public she had some she's avocado like avocado toast. Because yeah. I mean, also the hot dog too is probably a, another sexual reference. Let's, I mean, let's be real. It probably came from. A I show. don't know. I feel like the nitrates and preservatives and hot dogs are what what gave us Betty for as many years as as it, as life did. You know, I was. Just talking about hot dogs because at Disneyland a couple of weeks ago, when when Carson, past guest on this podcast, was in town, we went to Disneyland and we ended. Michael and I and Carson at the end of the night, we ended it, and I needed a I needed a hot dog, and it just gave me. I'm still thinking about it. It was just a delightful, casual hot dog moment, and I loved it. I love hot dogs. I don't think I could do hot dogs with Weight Watchers. No, they're definitely not on Weight. They're not Weight Watchers approved. Even if you got rid of the bread, it still would be bad. Yeah. Oh, but hey, I, we worked Weight Watchers into an episode. Oh, hey, hey, right at the hey. room, right at the buzzer there. <laughs> right at We're the buzzer. Try, try to mention it. Weight Watchers every episode. <laughs> Better late than pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Everyone, guys, gals, everyone in between, this has been another episode of Out on the Lanai. We hope you enjoyed it. This concludes our compilations of all of the women's greatest and most memorable talk show moments. As we've said in the past about all of them, if there are any ones that we miss that you feel like the Golden Girls community needs to know about, send them to us on the mm -hmm. socials. If you're part of the GGVIP club, drop them in the comments. We will share them with yeah. everyone. And who knows, and if we discover a whole slew of old ones from her on The Tonight Show in the 60s, we might do another one. We never, you never know. Yeah, yeah. So, and if you want to uh, check out the GGVIP club, you can 
can do that over at Golden Girl. Nope, Patreon.com slash Golden Girls Podcast. Yeah. You can sign up for a free account and then check everything out. Decide what's best for you. But we've really been loving how many of you have signed up and have been leaving us lovely comments and yeah. engaging and and all that stuff. It just it makes it all worthwhile for us. It's a lot of fun. And you can also find us on the social media and on Mom. We're part of Moguls of Media, so go support Mom Plus. But you can find us on Twitter at Golden Girls Pod on Instagram at Out on the Lanai Official on Facebook at Golden Girls Pod, and I am H. Allen Scott slash Sadie Pines on basically everything. And I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter and Squidzy on Instagram. And leave us a rating and review if you got a sec. Yeah, we love that, but no biggie if not. If you're if you are on the Patreon, you can see me right now, lovingly stroking my locks of hair. It does look good. We did mention that your hair looked really good today. You know what the trick is? Not showering for a day. Mm-hmm. I don't wash my hair every day. Well, yeah. I have dandruff, though. <laughs> <laughs> is anyone still listening? Yes, they are. Should we okay. say stay golden? <laughs> and as always, remember, stay golden! Stay golden. <laughs> Out on the Lanai is not endorsed by Wit Thomas Harris Productions, Touchstone Television, Disney, or any of its subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names, pictures, audio, and video clips of the Golden Girls are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. 